Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Afterword. Guys, we are almost at Christmas. It's like a week away, if you can believe it. I can't. I can't believe it. Christmas is almost here. We're in full swing. My kids are done with finals, and we are enjoying the time off with them. Um, I'm going to watch Die Hard with my son as a Christmas tradition, probably tonight. I just don't really think it's Christmas until I watch Hans Gruber fall from the 30th floor of the Nakatomi Tower. You know? You know? Until the top floor explodes. And, you know, that's just it just fills my heart. Because Jesus is the true and real John McClain. You know? Uh, in, in a sense. Anyway, um, we are in the final week of our Advent series called Prepare Him Room, where we've been looking at the four names of Jesus given by the prophet Isaiah. 700 years before Jesus uh, was born. And uh, this is the final week, and we are going to be focusing on the fourth one. We've gone through Mighty God. We've gone through Prince of Peace. We've gone through Everlasting Father. Now it's time for Wonderful Counselor. So Steve Clifford and Andy Gridley are here to talk about what that means and why it's such good news to us. But they're also going to talk about how this name also puts some pressure back on us. Uh, Do we actually take the wonderful counselor's advice. Do we put him in the role of a counselor, an official capital C counselor in our lives? Do we listen to him? Do we believe that he's worth listening to? Or is he just one counselor of many? We're going to get into that. So Steve Clifford and Andy Gridley are here to talk about that. And with that, let's uh, let's just dive right in. Welcome to the party, pal. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow All right. is falling and friends um, are calling. Hey everybody, welcome to the afterward. Oh, this is a treat. I'm here in the studio with two yes. guests. Andy Gridley, Steve Clifford. Good morning. Merry back. Christmas. Hey, yeah. what has been the most difficult part of Christmas preparation this year for both of you? I'm just wondering, is, is it buying the gifts? Is it been what's been the the, the thing that has been difficult this year? Mm. This year, I got two teenagers, so... Mm. Is, it hard to shop, is it hard to shop for teenagers? Yeah, they're busy. I'm shuttling them around. So I thought I'd have more time this year, but I'm, I'm all the time, disposable time is moving them around different places. Basically, daddy Uber? And is then that what they're, it is? In the, they're the tweens, so they, do you get them younger gifts or older gifts? And the older gifts are expensive, so... They uh, are. Yeah, so that's it. Well, me. Moses likes to snowboard. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So I mean, there's that. Yep. So yeah, it's probably g- not Legos anymore, but n- probably Switch. RC cars. Oh, that's, really? Yeah, Radio? That's, ca- oh, that's he's, interesting. He's wow. dipping backwards. Towards oh that. no! Yeah. But yeah, the joy. Of, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. For I those. used to be able to drive those pretty well, but the other day we drove his, and I was I was terrible at it. Uh, yeah. So Steve, he thinks he's better. Yeah, Steve. What about you? Now you got you got grandkids, so it's easy to spoil them, and they're at that perfect age where toys are pretty easy to come by and and fun. Yeah. So my. So far, my Christmas prep has been pretty easy. The most difficult thing that came to mind was we have a manger scene in our front yard. Oh, awesome. Because we didn't want to do snowmen. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. uh, You want to be a little more Christocentric with your lawn. Yeah, we thought we'd do something biblical on our front lawn. But How did you get it? Where did you order it? I had to order it online, but the manger scene is in its third year, and it is not... It's not faring well? It's not packed well. Oh, no. Who packs? Who's in charge? Me. Of course. Ah. (laughs) So Joseph won't stand. (laughs) He keeps falling over. Every time I come home, I have to re-stand Joseph up. (laughs) To be fair, that's biblical because it does say that the wise men all fell as though slain on a battlefield before the the Christ. Maybe Joseph is just worshiping. 
Maybe there was you're just, just making that up. No, actually, I'm not. The word for fell at their feet is the word slain. Fell. Slain is not in the text. No, no, no. The word <laughs> the word fell means slain, as though. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's actually the same word. Do you remember when Jesus is arrested, and he flexes, and it says all the soldiers fall. Yeah. It's that same word. He didn't like literally flex. You're you're using. I know. I, See I, that flex is cultural. not in the text. Well, either. you know, he says. <laughs> I just gotta just translate. All, what's all going kinds on of here. liberties here to no, make no, it work. I'm, I'm just <laughs> describing the scene. So they ask him, "Who he are says, you?" And he's, it, 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 "Who's I Jesus?" I know. And he I says, know. "I am." And then at that moment, the entire garrison fell. Yeah. They as though slain on a battlefield. The same word, and that's what the wise men do. Anyway, the same word as the guards that were guarding the tomb, and they said that they all fell as if asleep. I don't. No, maybe it is. I have to look. That's our. Here we go. But it, it, that, that, somebody that, go do that work and th- help I will. Dave out. I, the, yeah. the fra- <laughs> Send but, it to him. The phrase, <laughs> but the idea it goes all the way back. You remember in the Old Testament when uh, um, the the temple quaked and the and the priests were unable to perform their duties because yeah. the glory of the. It's anyway. The whole yeah. idea is that. Yeah, do some work with this for Dave. Look up, search out Jesus flexed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See if that shows up in the You know what I'm talking about. Okay, so uh, I also, yes. I, I ask all my guests this. I wonder, uh, do you have a favorite version of a favorite Christmas song that you love to play? Because uh, this is the, the, the year for, for Christmas music. Oh, man. Do you have one? Like a favorite version by an artist or by a, a person? This is going to sound so egotistical. Can no, it's yours, it? isn't it? It is. I did a version of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, where I loop and do violin and all this stuff all at once. And um, it was just a huge joy for me. I know that's super arrogant Where to say. can I listen to said? Well... Was it on our Glow CD a number of years back? No, it was pre-Glow CDs. This is pre... Yeah. You put out a Christmas yeah, album? There is... On the is YouTube, it on, is it somewhere on, on the YouTube. Can I get it? I love that song, and I love what that song. Oh saying. yes, yes, yes. It goes minor and ma- major, and anyways, there's a lot of beautiful stuff in there. Last year we talked. You and I, I think our favorite song last year was "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel." I think that's my favorite song, but my favorite Christmas music. Okay, I've got this this crazy thing called "Precious Child." What's that? It's an album by a bunch of Nashville. Oh. studio recorders the that all came together guys like Guy Clark, Robert Ellis, Michael Johnson and they they wrote the the story of the Christmas thing and they do songs in chronological order to the story. So oh, first so with cool. Mary getting the word oh, and then, cool. then Elizabeth This and is then the history about Christ coming is out born, and you. I like it. And it it's it's but it's done kind of in a folksy uh-huh. uh country ah, way. Got it. It rips. Cool. I listen, I've been listening to it. It's called what's it called? Precious, Precious Child. Uh, is it an album? It's an album. Yeah, you can oh. get it on uh, Spotify. Spotify. Okay. I remember years ago. I love Nashville artists. They're the real deal. They're the, oh, they're for the sure. best. Oh, I sure. I remember I went out in the summer to a, a big studio out there, um, and I, just watching, observing. And it was summer. It was hot, sweltering, humid, gross. And I walk in. They've got a. Uh, Santa Claus. They've got Christmas lights. <laughs> they're, and they're recording. They're recording. The Chris, yeah, the Christmas. Christmas album. and because you got to be six months ahead. You got to be ahead. It yeah, was, that's pretty crazy. It's interesting. Uh, that's awesome. All right. Well, we are here uh, talking. This is our final week before Christmas Eve, mm. and it's the the final of the four words or phrases or descriptors that Isaiah uses. We've talked about Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and now we're at the 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 the, uh, the, the final one in the series, the Wonderful Counselor. Now, yeah. before we go any further, uh, when Isaiah calls Jesus a wonderful counselor, I think people understand the word wonderful, but the word counselor, to me, kind of uh, conjures up images of a therapist. So can you help me? Uh, you guys have both done the work. Uh, about the word counselor, what exactly does that mean? 
biblically and in the text, because I think that we have to get out of our modern conceptions, because I don't think that somebody writing 700 years before Christ was born was talking about a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> right? So talk Right, about- but there's there might be some some uh, parallels there but well here's what's first interesting is that this is the controversial term is that many scholars argue there's five terms instead of four that wonderful and counselor are separate oh and they don't argue it about the rest of them they yeah. go together but as the we, other ones as are we all said tied. in the message yeah, yeah. Th- these there's some there's some argument but it doesn't really matter he's he's wonderful of course and his deeds are wonders Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also a wonderful counselor. And in, and in terms of a therapist, uh, the, the cool thing about counselor is it, it, has, it has to do with giving advice or giving counsel, helping discover the purpose or devise a plan. So, I mean, so it, it could be, you know. So is this like it's, kingdom it's, advisors? For example, kings would have lots of advisors around them, uh, a council to make wise decisions. Yeah, but this, this particular word, although the same word, is it's the only time it's capitalized. Oh, sure. In the translations. Oh. So Capital it's the C only counselor. time it's used of God. It, now, it's used to describe God's works mm-hmm. as wonders. Oh, sure. But it's so the, the only I, time that it's Oh, so used. it's the same word for signs and wonders, which yeah. is all through the Old Testament, right? Yep. The idea that he is breaking into the reality and doing incredible, miraculous things. Yeah, to, how I'd answer your question, Dave, is, as I think about it, is it's not just more information, you know, this counsel. It could be information, but it's more of a, it's about wisdom, that there's this person who's come on the scene who has a, a particular way of seeing the world and, and behaving through a lens of wisdom that's different than any other counsel, any other wisdom. You know, yeah. we have a lot of learning, a lot of education, a lot of cool things. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in our church are paid for their, their brains, their thinking, innovation. But this counsel is a way to uh, see the world, um, to see ourselves, you know, the destiny, destiny, meaning, purpose, all those kinds of things are uniquely spoken to and through this this living word. This, well, this. yeah, even as you say, I think about in the in the Bible, there's a couple of characters that get pretty close to kings, and they become advisors. Daniel, yeah. for one. Joseph is another. Um, uh, Moses, <laughs> you know? And these people are, are different than the average counselor, yeah. the average advisor. There's something special or supernatural or, or, or different about, about their... Yeah, Psalm, Psalm 16, 7, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Yeah. Even at night, my heart instructs me. So... It's this idea when you combine wonderful and counselor, um, you get this idea of doing something that's wonderful, but also matching it with the skill to help up achieve it. Ah, yes. So, um, so you've got this wonder, this amazing thing, and then the counsel that will allow you to actually, you know, experience it. Mm-hmm. Now, so here's the thing that's kind of interesting about that. That I think in our modern world, a lot of people think of Jesus as a counselor, a, a, one of many advisors. One of many, that, yeah. One of many advisors that maybe I'll turn to, maybe not. But um, it does seem like, and perhaps I'm wrong, and maybe you guys have different thoughts on this, it does seem like the idolization of the self is like, I'm actually the capital C counselor, and I get you know, little counselors to tell me what I want to hear and help me achieve what my goals are. Mm-hmm. Is that is that pretty fair, uh, how you see most things? And and how is this different <laughs> if, if it's a capital C counselor? Is, it, is this like optional advice that we can take? Or is that kind of like, because it does kind of sound like that. 
Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it's be- because I that's mean, not what's going on. That's that's really not what's going on because this is this phrase is also given in the context of all of the rest of the phrases. Ah, uh, yes. So you can't you can't embrace wonderful counselor with also without him also embracing mighty, mighty God. God. Yeah. You know, and um, and so you, it's a package deal. This is this is a description. Here's a, another way to say it: is wonderful counselor. Those aren't adjectives. Those are personal pronouns to the character of God. That's who he is. Yeah. He does signs and wonders. He's wondrous. So and if he you, is, yeah. yeah. He is if you've character. got the mighty God, who's the Prince of Peace, who has your best interests at heart, and he has wonderful counsel for you, yeah, you can ignore it. At your own peril. But um, you, you miss the benefits of all of the, all of the resource, <laughs> right? It's yeah. like you coming to me You'd and, be you, a fool. and yeah. you say to me, you know, if you if you place your hand a little more under the ball and more on your fingertips to shoot a basketball, you were a basketball player. You like basketball, so pretty good actually. Um, so if you if you were to tell me put the ball more on my fingertips and and you could obviously shoot the ball way better than me, but I said no, I like the way it feels on my palm. Yeah, yeah, right, I right, see. yeah. It's I so can good. shoot the sucker on my palm. I mean, if I want to be stupid, right? Uh-huh. I see, but. It would be it would be silly to take someone who has all of the resources and the wisdom behind it. It's not just that he has the resources to accomplish it, but he also has the resources. Come on, that's it. You know the yeah. knowledge behind it to be able to be wise to give us the wise way. It would be silly for me to walk around and shoot the ball with it on my palm. I mean, it's it'd be like you can do it. Yeah, God loves you enough to let you do it. Yeah. How? Uh, let me ask you a question. How, how do you when when you counsel people or even in your own life, as you thought about this? How do you know when you've made Jesus your capital C counselor? And how do you know when you've just relegated to the little C counselor? Like, what are the, what is, is there a diagnostic or a thing you think about when you, you you know, this is, this is how I know he's my big C counselor. Uh, And and I'll go first. One of the things I think that I've learned is that my mind gets changed. Like um, Mm. scripture confronts me and I realize I was wrong on that. For example, we did a whole sermon series this year on unseen. And before that, I was a little bit gun shy and talking about stuff like spiritual stuff and demons and the devil before we did all the study. Cause I was yeah. like, it sounds weird. People are modern. People are going to think that I'm stupid if I talk about that. Right. Mm. And then as I got into the tech, as we did, that, I'm realizing this isn't something I should shy away from. I'm wrong. My, my I'm so modern and so material uh, I need to I need to see and think about mm. this better. The the counselor was guiding me to see things differently. Um, not that you know the physical realm doesn't matter, but there's another realm alongside of it. So when my mind has changed, when I'm confronted by scripture, and that's just an idea that has nothing to do with actions. Of course, there's other times when I'm wrong in my actions. Uh, that's one way that I can. There's a lot of people I know who just never have their mind changed. It's just a ratification of their own ideas ad nauseum, right? So. Mm. So I think that that's one way. Is there other things that you guys kind of see in terms of how you, how you know or a diagnostic when you're... Well, just kind of marrying just where, where we've been discussing. I was... End of uh, chapter 8, Isaiah's describing... It really could be our day and age, but he's describing um, the, the nation of uh, God's people in such an interesting way. He says, uh, 8 verse 19, when someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, those words are really important. In other words, they're really unclear. It's hard to hear those voices whisper and mutter. Should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Consult God's instruction 
and the testimony of warning. Basically, like, make God your capital C. And in his time and place, people were just turning to these other places. God had been relegated to a little C. Yeah. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we as a modern people, we don't, there are places people go to listen to spiritists and, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, mediums. But I think, you know, on our phones, there's like this trend of these these TikTok experts who in one minute are going to tell me all kinds of wisdom for my life. And if I just hustle and I just do this and if I just, and the truth is it's not really that helpful. If we, if we zoom way out people's lives, there's not a lot of personal progress going on. And I think Isaiah in that day and, and to us today, I think that the question you have to ask yourself is, is there a sense of a lack of real progress? Yeah. You know, real deep joy, real deep life. And if there is, there's a chance that you've got, you've made God a little C. You know, you, either you've made yourself or all these other voices in some way a higher authority. And Isaiah is like in the midst of this, in this culture where there's just so much doom and gloom out there and in here, th- this beautiful verse, behold, you know, a child is born. And his first name out of four is Wonderful Counselor. Like he can actually get us forward. He can actually move us forward. So, yeah, that's great. Now, what you said, though, to marry the thought that I love is it's not all like rainbows and unicorns when God is my counselor. In fact, um, his spirit, when he sends his spirit, a lot of times it's it's conviction, not not shame, like not, hey, you're a total loser, but it's a, hey, man, that way leads to death. Hey, man, that is not the way to life. And so to answer your question, you know, um, we talked about my son Moses uh, he's a he's a fun age. He's a teenager, so his feels are really big and they're very volatile. And in one moment, he thinks I'm the best dad for taking him snowboarding, and the next moment, he lets me know in a very dramatic, you know, explosive way that he's mad that he didn't get to go hang out with a friend or something like that. And that roller coaster ride, there's been moments where the spirit's like Andy, like you are being so impatient or harsh with your words of your son. That's that's God's counsel in my life to slow down, to to apologize. Right. for the words right. I said, you know, those yeah, kinds of things. Totally. So my point is counsel isn't always like making me feel good. It's it, And that's why I think a lot of people resist the counsel of God. Oh man, yeah. there's a lot to unpack in that, that his counsel isn't always uh, up and to the right in terms of what you and I might say, ease or comfort or productivity. Sometimes it's about weeding out in us some character stuff that he wants us to look more like him. Yeah. 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 I think... Uh, if we're honest, about 90% of God's counsel is already recorded for us. Yeah. Uh, we just don't meditate on it, think about we it, or apply it? We just don't know the word. I yeah. mean, we just, you know, the truth is he's been pretty clear yeah. oh, about man. how I'm to treat my wife, Yeah. about how I'm to treat other people, about what I'm to do with my money, how I'm to approach my time, um, how I'm supposed to be as, as, a, as an employee and an employer. I mean, mm, all of yeah. that stuff, yeah. the principles are already there. So yeah. it's it's not like... You know, you wonder going around and saying, well, I wonder if God, you know, what God thinks about my work. Well, a lot of what he thinks about your work is already recorded. Yeah. And so that's why the time and word is, is so instructional. It's also a pretty good clue to me that I'm hearing the voice of God when I don't want to do it. <laughs> oh, hey, come on. Right? My natural tendency yeah. is to say no. Yeah. I, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather project a self that's better or Ooh. smarter. Yeah or younger. Mm-hmm. That's a new category for me that I, I've never really wrestled with before, but now it's a new category because I go into the room and many, many times during my week, I'm the oldest dude in the room. And 
and you don't, you know, in some ways that's okay, but uh, in a, it's just a new struggle for me. Yeah. And so when you, I want to project, and, and and when I when I feel like I'm trying to project a self, yeah, then it's almost always wrong. Yeah. It's almost always wrong. I love what you said. I almost always don't want to do it. There, his counsel is a little bit of a self death because it's always about putting God first or exhibiting his character. So there's a lot of self-death there that yeah, goes on. And the lie, I think, is the lie from Genesis. You know, it's yeah. like, hey, uh, that thing he's asking, you don't want to do it. it. That's a bad thing. You should not trust him. You know, but the truth yeah. is, it's usually, even though it's counterintuitive and we're such a culture that's based on our feelings, not a, it's actually logical, rational, but my feelings, if it feels good, I do it. If it doesn't, even that though that's true, like the reality is when we do it, we experience all the joy that's promised in Isaiah 9, you know, that we will walk in light, no longer in darkness. That's the beauty of it. But it doesn't feel that way at the time. I shared a little bit on the weekend. For me, I've been, I've been kind of quiet about this because the truth is I didn't know if I'd be able to accomplish it. But I've been learning how to fly a Cessna airplane. And um, in the process of that, you get a flight instructor. And the flight instructor will tell you he becomes your counsel. He becomes he becomes your wisdom on a thing you know nothing and about. And it's pretty life or death. And it is yeah, pretty high life or death. Yeah. It sure feels that way. Now, he can grab the, the steering wheel, what they call the yoke, at any time, and he can control things. Um, but his point is not to do that. His point is to give the counsel and help you. And I remember this one point where you were literally stalling the airplane, which means it's falling out of the sky like a rock to the earth. And he's telling you, as you're falling to the earth, to shove that yoke forward and to point the nose of the airplane towards the earth, which is counterintuitive. You don't feel like doing that. Because that'll make you go faster to it, the earth and plummet to your death yes, quicker. Yeah. yeah. So no, no yeah, thank you. you bad, do, bad advice, yeah, counselor. Right. And but what you don't know at the time is when you do that, the, the airplane picks up speed. And as the speed gets over the wings, it stops stalling and it starts flying again. And I think for me, that's such a great picture of so many little moments in my life that God's spirit says, hey, that's not all your money. Like, give. Now, that feels like death to me in the Bay Area to say, no, I mean, we were right in the middle of this giving good campaign. The truth is there's a big part of me that says, I don't, I don't want to participate in that. I got to keep it for myself. And the council you, you renamed the campaign from giving good to giving small, <laughs> <laughs> giving micro, giving tiny. Yeah, that's, giving really little bit. Yeah, that's good. So it's things like that. So I, I, you know, I think the the beauty of God is as we learn to walk by His counsel, we learn to trust more and more that 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 voice, that counsel, that is in His Word, the living Word, Jesus, who then sends His Spirit literally speaking to us moment by moment that we can trust that voice even if it doesn't feel good yeah, yeah another example of that is um it's it's not as dramatic but snow skiing the natural tendency it is for when some you, people the natural dramatic. tendency for uh yeah could be <laughs> but the natural tendency when you start to go too fast is to lean back into the mountain uh. but when you lean back into the mountain you lose the ability to be able to turn the skis and yeah, you have you to turn control. the skis to slow yourself down it's good and so when you lean back, you get on the back side of it, you actually go faster and faster and faster to yeah. where you finally have to, you know, you're out of control. Whereas if you'll just lean forward and trust the process a little bit and get back over the front of your skis, not even the front, but just on the middle of them, yeah. then you can turn and, and regain control. 
Andy, I just want to go back to the flying. My dad was a pilot too, and one of the things that you know he would talk about is uh, the like fall. A real pilot? No, he was Air Force, right? Yeah, so yeah. he would talk about the false horizon, and and sometimes what you would do is there'd be a cloud bank, or what people would do is they'd follow their eyes, and it would be a false horizon, and it's actually not the horizon, and they literally fly right into the ground. Yeah. And he's like, trust your instruments. You got to trust your instruments, and that the whole idea here is that what your eyes are seeing and what your instincts are you have to calibrate that to what's actually true. Yeah. And so in that way, the instruments are like the word of God. You know, the, it reminds me of the Psalm, you know, the, the, the old Psalm, uh, that word is a lamp unto my, my feet. feet. Yeah. Uh, the idea is that it lights the way. And then of course that ties to Isaiah, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Mm-hmm. This is the, the wonderful counselor aspect yeah. of all this. And I love what Steve said earlier. Like all we have to do, our responsibility is to obey. But then the victory, like I'm looking at verse two and three, we didn't have time to get into it. So we know the famous verse nine one. Nevertheless, you're talking about Isaiah here. Yeah, Isaiah. Yeah. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, God humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. Um, and then verse two, it says, "The people walking in great darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned." So, yay, Jesus is showing up, this counselor. And then as we listen to him, listen to this. Verse 3 and 4, you, God, God has done this. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing plunder. Basically, it's an image of God's people who are listening to his counsel, celebrating like in a locker room when like the team wins. I know right now, like soccer is the big thing, right? Sure. Like when your team wins, there's just this imagery of just like celebration. And who does it? God does it. Verse three. Uh, Verse 4, excuse me, for as in the day of Midian's defeat, this is Gideon, the battle of Gideon, which was like so outnumbered, like God's people through Gideon, like there's, what is it, hundreds? 300, 300. He keeps winnowing down the number of troops, God does. Yeah, Yeah, in very weird ways. And so there's this massive army that's against them, and it says, for as as in the day of Midian's defeat, you, God, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot, like this imagery of battle, used in battle, every boot and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. And then boom, the famous line, for to us a child is born. Who's going to do all this victory? Who's going to defeat our enemies, the, the darkness that's out there and inside of us? God will do it. This wonderful counselor will do it. And he has the wonder. All we got to do yeah. is obey. Yeah. yeah, and as we see it, the, the fruit of that is a celebration, and that's why, that's the, that's why we, there was such a call to, against the cynic. Yeah. Because you know, as we get older, it, Christmas it. loses the wonder. I mm. love it. It just becomes a pain. It becomes a list, just stuff that's added to the list. I was just talking to uh, my sister this morning, and she was telling me, oh, I haven't got my tree up. I've got to get it up. I no lights well, at this on the point, house if you don't yet. have your tree up, so you, she's behind it. I think if she, you don't have your tree up now, you should probably just stop. Just just go without a I tree. I do this wonder year. at what <laughs> point is too late to go to a Christmas tree lot. I think now. Okay, yeah. so here's the deal. I I grew up. Uh-oh. The tradition in my family was we put our tree up on Christmas Eve. Really? Yeah. Oh no. I, oh wow. Yeah. I'm gonna feel guilty. Is so. I didn't know that. I was judging people who were late to the party. I'm, I'm judging too. You're well, I'm very judgy. Anyway, anyway your my sister point is saying, is, yeah, your sister is saying there's a lot to do. <laughs> there's a lot to do, and so be, it, what? It, who's the counselor? Who who are you listening to? What voice is giving you counsel? And so this there's an easy. It's very easy for a cynicism to come, and the antidote to cynicism is celebration. Yeah, is to be like a kid. That's why you know we, we ch- the challenge in the message was, you know. 
celebrate. Be like a kid. Yeah. Well, also, there's also a sense in which people um, are cynical because, uh, and I love the way you guys opened the sermon. It was with a Super Bowl ad played from February of this year. Yeah. yeah. February of this year. Big Super Bowl ad for FTX, which is Bitcoin and cyber currency. And it Larry is now bankrupt. It's now literally the chapter 11. Yeah. I think I sent you guys the headline from yesterday. The SEC investigated and pressed charges against the, the, and the founder for, for fraud. Uh, the whole idea is that in that Super Bowl ad, um, it's this character throughout history played by Larry David, and he keeps passing on good advice like the wheel. And the book and the printing press. Yeah. And he keeps going, eh, because he doesn't take good advice. And then at the end of the, 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 they're like, don't be like Larry, right? And they're saying, listen to us. We're the wise counselors. We'll help you get wealthy. And of course, it's all fraud. So there is a cynicism well-deserved because of bad leadership, misleading, oh, and all that. Yeah, there's lots of things going on. But what? Who, but are they a source? Are they supposed to be a source of joy? Is Bitcoin your source of joy? Because <laughs> if Bitcoin's your source oh, of joy, then you're screwed. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you know that you are. You are. So you're saying the antidote for bad counselors is not no counselors. It's the, the counselor. counselor. Uh, capital C, capital W. Yeah. But then, even then, people would say to me, "Listen, I I went to church. I heard I heard stuff, and and people can choose scriptures." And so there's a there's a gun shyness and a cynicism. What advice do you guys have for folks who are trying to make Jesus their their wonderful counselor? Because it's not just a private thing, too. You got to find you know, friends around you to help you. You got to find the, 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 you know, the right church that, that values the scriptures and, and it, it can be difficult to, to get out of cynicism. Do you have any advice for people who are, who are deeply cynical, deeply hurt by bad counselors? Yeah, I, I think when someone tells me, you know, I tried church and it didn't work. Oh yeah. Well, that's the wrong C. Okay, when it, it's not about church. It's not about entering a building. It's not even about hanging out with people who enter a building on a weekly basis. It's about a surrender to the voice of God in your life by faith in Jesus Christ. It is, he, he is the, the wonderful counselor. And so when they say, I've tried it, I, I would ask, well, what did you try? Mm. Okay, yeah. and, they'll, and they'll name things like, well, I went to church. Um, okay, well, did you invite God into the conversation? Did you, did you come prepared with the heart of surrender? Did you embrace the reality of God? I, I don't even, I'd rather be a lot of other places today, but you're the creator of all things good. And you, you demonstrated that goodness by allowing Christ to come. I, I'm, I'm here to hear from you. It's ain't about me. It's not about what I feel or what I get. It's, it's see, cause all the focus is still inward. Mm. And hmm. I would say, Christianity is not something you try. Christianity is something you either surrender to or you don't. Yeah. And and this this in this a wonderful is, counselor you either you don't sometimes take his advice and sometimes not in that case. No, you can. Yeah. I mean, there's you, can, you know there's there's allowment for sure. rebellion and, and God's <laughs> patient, very patient with sure. us. And that's why Jesus came so that forgiveness of sin could be offered not just to get you saved but to keep you in his in his you know, community uh, in fellowship with him. I, I, but so I love what Steve just said. You either send, surrender or you don't. And that word wonder, Steve did some work on it. I stole from his, his good work, but, um, that word wonder can also mean faithful. 
It, it's a relational yeah. tone of a word. So this should never, ever be just some sort of blind, well, the, you know, somebody told me that he's a wonderful counselor. This is a thing God does. He pursues each one of us in such a way that we can trust him. He's faithful. He was, that word wonder, I mean, for the Jewish nation, they, they had seen God's wonders in incredible ways, yeah. and, and therefore they could trust him. And they were looking for a wonderful counselor, somebody in line, a human that had transcendent knowledge, God-sized knowledge that would counsel them, but was faithful, was, was going to stick with them. Unlike so many of these TikTokers or whatever that's just in it, to get something out of yeah, it. Yeah, they're grifters so I, or whatever. I yeah. would tell somebody who's gone to a church where they've been hurt or they've got bad counsel or something like that, he's still worth trusting. Yeah. Like, I love there's a difference in the C's. Yeah. This wonderful counselor, he's faithful. You can trust him. And, you know, Jesus, he models this right in the Garden of Gethsemane. God's wisdom is not like ours. If you were to say, Hey, how how do you really make a lasting impact? And 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 you know you want to go viral and go across countries and different nations through literally millennia. It's like how do you do that? Some Get killed ser- by an empire, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. his wisdom doesn't yeah. isn't. Li- but you can trust him. Yeah, and he's doing a good work in your life. So I think that's how I'd answer that. Like that word wonder has a, a, a relational component. It's about being faithful. Yeah, yeah and, well, and in some ways, you know, the call to be, you know, be a kid again around Christmas time, Jesus actually taught that if we wanted to come to him, that we needed to become like a child. Yeah. That kind of trusting. A, a trusting yeah. and, 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 and anticipating, yeah. looking for something. You know, if you go into something and you're looking to see where it's screwed up, you're almost always, that's what you're going to see. Hmm. Ooh. But if you go into it with a sense of wonder, yeah, um, who knows what you might. Well, say. also the signs and wonders. It reminds me of of Egypt and and the the Exodus and the Passover. And what does God say? The reason for that was I brought you out of Egypt uh, to bring you to myself. I, yeah. It's it's a deeply the signs and wonders weren't just so God could show off, right? It was to rescue right. them and to bring them into His presence so He could be with them. Yeah, and that's I think that that is and and of course Emmanuel. God coming down to be with us gets at the heart of that. God just, so there's, there's something deeply healing. Oh man. Well, uh, we're almost here at Christmas next week. Can you believe it? Next week is Christmas, man. What a, what a, what a year. It would be great to actually experience some of this wonder. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Not just the hectic. Yeah. Check it off the list. Yeah. But you're going to find it in the, the places that children find it, hmm. in the sparkle of lights, in the in the beauty of a sunset, you know, in the magic of family coming together and hmm. sharing hot cocoa and telling stories, and and uh, may if you're listening to this, may you may you get the opportunity to to really experience wonder with the people you love, and and uh, may Christ be your counselor. That, yeah. What a wonderful prayer. And not just for the Christmas season, as we go into the new year. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much everything we do is yeah. try to yeah. trying to make Jesus our, our big seat counselor. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for stopping by and, uh, um, yeah, for, for explaining this. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, Merry thank Christmas. You. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, guys. 
Just want to say thanks to Steve and Andy for stopping by. It was always awesome to talk to you guys. Join us next week when J. Kim's going to be stopping by for the final afterword of the entire year. 2022 is almost over. 2023 is almost here. And Jay and I are going to do a year in review. We're going to take a look back at all the things that we talked about this past year, which is a lot, and uh, just kind of what kind of highlights float to the top for us. It's going to be a fun year in review, and uh, it'll be the final afterward of the year. We're going to take a few weeks break for the holidays and for the new year, and so uh, join us next week. And before we go, I just wanted to share one last thing. Every year, once a year, I listen to an audio file that lives on my computer. It's uh, not something you can find on Spotify or YouTube. Uh, the story goes, here's how the story goes. My buddy who is in the Midwest, um, kind of volunteered at a small church there in the Midwest. And, uh, they had a special music one Christmas Eve, us, uh, just kind of a person in the congregation, part of their choir who is not a good singer, but part of the choir and decided that they wanted to try to just honor God with a special musical number, a performance of the Christmas classic, Oh Holy Night. There's just one problem. This person was not a good singer. They they were not only the worst vocalist, perhaps in that church, but maybe in the city, maybe in the nation. So without further ado, here is that special recording, which my, my buddy recorded as he was volunteering in the sound booth. Uh, the story goes that he was laughing so hard he was on the floor. And every year as I listen to it, I imagine him and I imagine that, that performance. And uh, it truly is what I think might be the worst solo vocal performance uh, sung by anyone in any church at any point in human history. It's just that delightfully bad. So here it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm laughing just thinking about it. Merry Christmas, everyone. This is my gift to you. Holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pine. Till he appeared And the soul felt It's worth A thrill of hope The weary world rejoices For yonder breaks A new and glorious morn